0: The cannons are firing, boys. It is Season 3, Episode 75 of Brody Sports Talk. Tonight, we are talking about Thursday Night Football. This is between the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Fly Eagle Fly Philadelphia Eagles. I am joined by our resident Eagle fan, Sean. And our Packer fan who has some opinions about this game, Caleb. No, oh, I always bring the opinions. So, tonight we are going to talk about any injuries going into the game. I'm going to have Derek's dude in the trench. Uh, Sean's going to have his skill star, and Caleb is going to have his crucial coach. We are going to pick the game tonight and pick week six of the nfl with our picks so let's get into it starting with the injury report caleb who is injured who's got a boo-boo
1: absolutely so i'm looking at the injury report probably the biggest news that is happening for both of these teams is at the tight end position Dallas Goddard has been put on the COVID 19 list, so he will not be playing. Uh, also, and did not participate this today. Lane Johnson was on that for a personal matter. As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have already declared Rob Gronkowski to be out. That is the big one for them and so, for my fantasy team. Yeah, so. Primarily, we're looking at the tight end differences there, but uh, not as hefty of an injury report as you might expect.
0: Well, that's probably good news. I mean, of course, I want Gronk to play because he just happens to have a nose for the end zone and uh, crucial catches along the way. So with that, let's talk about Derek's dude in the trench. So my dude this week is going to be Vita Veya, the nose tackle defensive lineman for the Buccaneers. I think that the the best way to uh, beat the Eagles is going to make them one-dimensional and make them throw the ball all over the field. So if you can control the line of scrimmage and you can keep the running back from getting uh, you know getting going, getting a rhythm, Anything like that, you're going to make Jalen Hurts throw the ball, and I think that almost single-handedly, the Vita Vea can do that for the Bucks. He's a, he's a longtime fan of, of his, and I just like saying his name. Anyone else want to say his name?
2: No, Vita Vea. I don't. I don't want to say it. I'm not going to. Because
0: you'll it. be saying it all night. Oh, Vita sacked Sanders. Oh, Vita Vea
2: sacked Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Think, well, here's here's the good news, right? Here's the good news on that. Um, we don't really need uh, an opposing defense to not get the run game going. So we can do that on our own. Okay. I, I think Sean would like to hear Vitavea
1: ejected from the game.
2: Yeah. Uh, Vitavea a healthy scratch. Uh, <laughs> so
0: so uh, that's a uh, a, it's going to be Vitavea versus the entire Philadelphia offensive line that's my dude in the trench. Uh, Sean let's talk about your skill star who do you have as the brightly shining guy we got to watch out.
2: Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed the Eagles have very quietly uh, put together probably one of the better statistically performing secondaries in the NFL Um, and I, I think it's a sharp contrast to how poor our um, our past, like our, our, um, run defense has been uh, consistently. And so this secondary has really had to work very hard. Um, and we saw, especially against the Panthers, uh, a one Darius Slay coming out and being an absolute monster. And I think we're actually going to probably see this again. So it's going to be interesting to see who he ends up matching up against because uh, really the, the Bucks have a lot of options at wide receiver to, to really spread the ball around. But I have a feeling whoever gets Slay gets put on, I mean, it could be Evans, it could be, you know, Godwin. Uh, I don't think it'll be AB, but, um, you know, we, we could see one of these receivers really effectively taken out of the game. And that fills my heart with such joy Uh, Not as a uh, a Mike Evans fantasy owner, I can tell you that much. So (laughs) I do do have a little bit of uh, apprehension there. Uh, But, you know, I I think Slay is going to be the the player to watch, especially considering Brady just, you know, absolutely torched the Dolphins uh, for five touchdowns in the air and is going to be looking to do so again. uh, Because, uh, you know, as awful as our run defense is, uh, the Bucks have one of the worst uh, rushing offenses in the NFL right now. Uh, I don't know what the current stats are. I mean, uh, Caleb could probably look it up. I'm pretty sure they're bottom three, if not at the bottom, uh, right alongside of the Eagles uh, with how tough it is for them to get the run game going. So I think Slay is going to be doing a lot of work, and I think that he has a lot of opportunities to shine and maybe get a few you know, really good uh, maybe a big pick, uh, maybe a couple of really good, like pass deflections, you know, something like shutting it down in the red zone. We still have, you know, a really great red zone defense, especially in the air. So I'm, that's who I'm going to be keeping my eye on.
1: Oh, uh, I'm going to actually piggyback on that a little bit, Sean, as I go ahead and just go over to my crucial coach, because I actually went with the Eagles defensive backs coach in Denard Wilson. The reason, of course, to talk about him is the fact that we all know that Tampa basically says, we don't care if we have a lead. We don't need to run the ball. We're just going to keep passing. That's what we do best. We have Bruce Arians. We have Tom Brady. We like to pass. I mean, they're more of a passing team than Cliff Kingsbury being an air raid coach. So it's kind of hilarious that Tampa is this team that always loves to pass. So Denard Wilson really has his work cut out for him. And he has a really interesting career path. So he actually had started off being a scout for the Chicago Bears. And then he got brought on by the then St. Louis Rams to Jeff Fisher's staff as a defensive quality control coach. Worked his way up to being the defensive backs coach there. Then as Fisher got cut out of Louis and then LA went and was hired by Todd Bowles uh, who is interesting because he's obviously on the other side of this matchup but Bowles hired him with the Jets the defensive backs coach there and Gase kept him when Gase took over the team so he wasn't necessarily a Gase selection but he was a uh, so I mean because we don't like talking about any positive things about Adam Gase he was still there with Adam Gase which means that he's done some great work with some young secondary players. When you think about it, Jamal Adams was with the jets during that time. And so he helped coach him and get the most value that the jets could get out of him. As I feel like (laughs) Seattle still owes a first round pick in that. And with Russell Wilson going down, they're probably not happy about that. Uh, Marcus may who has been the latest jet that's on the trade market. He worked with him last year. So when we saw, this kind of resurgence from Darius Slay this past week, I was like, man, they must be doing some different things in that defensive backs room. Because when Slay came over from the Lions, I was like, man, he's reuniting with Jim Schwartz. I'm expecting big things for him as an Eagle. I'm happy he's out of my division. And he was very quiet. And it was sad. Like, you, you I wondered if things had moved past him. They haven't. Slay is looking back to his young self, and I think Denard Wilson at least plays a hand in it. So that is why he is my crucial coach. I think that the Eagles did a great job in hiring him this offseason, as uh, Robert Sala did not retain him, and uh, he was available. So I think that it was a, a coup for Sirianni to be able to bring him into this defensive staff.
0: As always, Caleb, you bring the information on the coach that we don't always get to hear about on the broadcast. So I'm sure Coach Wilson is very happy and proud that um, you've spotlighted him as the crucial coach of the week. Speaking of crucial, we, it's very crucial that we pick this game. So we have the Buccaneers minus seven, or the Eagles plus seven. We're going to save Sean for last because we know where his pick is going to be. So I'm going to start with Caleb. What is your pick for this game?
1: I do think that the Eagles are able to keep things closer than most people would tend to expect. I'm going to say Eagles plus 7. I am going to say I'm going with the over on this as well. It's currently at 51.5. Let's just say that it's going to be something... There, I'm going to say Tampa 38, Philly 34, as both teams score a lot. And with a part of this that Sean may not like, is I think Jalen Hurts gets like a late touchdown that brings that score back to about even. And then Tom takes a knee when they get the ball back. And it's uh, Philly, you know, they got enough to get back into the game, but they didn't get enough to be within that the whole time. Shit. I just think that it's
2: a touchdown to ever shades shades of 2004. How dare you?
0: (laughs) So I will take the next and I'm going to the exact opposite of, uh, of Caleb. I'm going the Buccaneers minus seven and I'm taking the under. I think that Tom Brady's shoulder is still warm from five touchdowns this last Sunday and he is just going to just continue to to throw the ball forward, and uh, I think that 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 defense is going to shut Jalen Hurts down. Like if they score more than twenty points, I would be exceedingly like I, I think this is, this might be seventeen points for the Eagles, and um, right about twenty eight uh, to thirty two points for the the buckaroos so for me it's under and it it probably won't get above 50 points period uh sean how about your pick
2: i like what caleb said (laughs) no i actually do think that the eagles offense is um at least the right components are clicking and i think that the bucks Defensively, haven't been as amazing as I think a lot of people were expecting this season. Uh, All eyes are on Tom Brady and that offense. And our, I mean, really our biggest weakness has been allowing opposing teams to rush the ball at will and from there open up passing lanes. If the Bucs aren't able to do that effectively, this game is going to be a lot closer because it's basically going to be a pass fest. So I do think that the Bucks probably end up winning it, but I do think it's going to be competitive throughout. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles plus seven, and I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think this has all of the hallmarks of a shootout, uh, and I can see something like a, you know, like a 42 to 35, um, you know, 45 38, something crazy like that, where it's just high flying, high scoring, and don't take the Bucks or the Eagles defenses in fantasy. Uh, if you are uh, having that option this week
0: so yeah
1: let's clarify for sean if he's saying it's like 45 38 that might be like a push so we're gonna say ryan suck up misses a field an extra Every point game. or something and it's 44 to 38 because kickers cannot hit field goals or extra points
2: ever it's hard i mean it's hard out there for kickers
0: I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. So we have chosen the first game of week six. Let's move on to the rest of our picks for week six. So Caleb, what uh, what app do we use for pickups?
1: So we like to go ahead and use the Perfect Picks app. We have a special group on there where you can pick with us or against us there. I haven't double checked the standings, but I see Sean flexing. Hmm. And so I think that might mean that we have a new front runner in that group. Let me get there right now. I'm currently in fifth place because I am not best at this. Sean Morgan is in first with a beautiful forty three point nine three average. Is past Jules Tatura who has been leading this. Eric Neal from the Two Rash Challenges podcast is in third. So thank you for beating him, Sean. Happy to help. uh, And Adam Robinson is in fourth. Uh, Currently, we have nine people in the group. We're always welcome to have more. So if you want to join us, you have to download the app. When you're going to leagues, you have to enter code 32B, as in Bravo, 92. What was that again? That's how you find us. It is... 3-2, 3-2, B is in Bravo, 9-2. Perfect.
2: Just like my picks were, for the most part, this, uh, this past week. I did get uh, full points on Baltimore by 6 and the Chargers by 5. Uh, the only games that oh. I missed were uh, New Orleans, uh, Chicago. I, I had a cheeky Giants pick over the uh, Cowboys and then Kansas City. Uh, so everything else? right on right on which it's a shame because apparently I can get these right but I can't get our like picks on the podcast right
0: so speaking of those those picks so last week I uh, lost one with the Broncos plus one when they got decimated by the Stillers and I got a push with the Packers minus three on an overtime goal by uh, Mason Crosby Sean had the Washington football team plus one and a half and the Raiders minus five and a half lost both of those and Caleb went one-on-one one last week with the Jaguars plus four the boys Dem boys at minus seven so um I don't remember who had pick number one
2: That'd be in good. our
0: that would be you so Sean let's go to you on our week six picks round number one
2: Uh, This pains me. I am taking Cowboys minus four. Uh, I think this game remains decently close. It is at Foxborough. I do have uh, reservations about um, the Patriots' offense ability to perform consistently. Uh, I think that their backfield is pretty banged up. Um, losing James White sucks for the season. Gave them a lot of uh, a lot of an outlet catching the ball out of the backfield that they have sorely missed. Damian Harris is really more of a traditional running guy. Doesn't uh, get you the same sort of receptions that uh, you know White had. So I think that's really kind of stymied them offensively, and I feel like we're going to see that a little bit here. So I am going to go with the Cowboys minus four. Uh, I think that this game is probably going to be decided by you know, definitely more than a field goal.
0: So I had pick number two, and um, I have the Bengals uh, minus three and a half. And my X X factor is, of course, Jamar Chase. Um, He is just lighting up rookie records and touchdown records for receivers, period. And um, I need you guys to tune into uh, the the fantasy show where I'm going to tell you why I'm going to lose this pick on the the Bengals and how the the uh, the Bengals are uh, going to win that game but not cover uh, so Caleb I th- what is your pick so the first pick that I took was an
1: over under we don't always do over unders uh, but we're we're trying to introduce them because it's fairly common when you're making picks that you can do the over unders or you can do the pick against the spread. And so this was one I just felt really very comfortable in and it is the chiefs at the football team. And I went with over 55 and a half points. These are the worst two defenses in terms of scoring in NFL right now. I think that, Kansas City's coming in with some intensity. And let's face it, even if you look at that over-under total, somehow they were right near there last week when they were playing the Saints, who have looked almost offensively inept half of the year. So the Chiefs are definitely going to put it up, and the football team should be able to score quite a bit against the Chiefs as well. I think that they are going to easily, easily clear this. I think it's going to be something in the neighborhood of like 42 to 31 uh, for the chiefs to win. So reason I didn't go with the game against the spread. I believe the spread is at six and a half for Kansas city. And that's just a little bit more playing with fire than I like, but I think that the 55 and a half, I feel very good about the X factor for me on that is Tyreek Hill I think Hill is going to find a way to get open behind the football team secondary. And let's face it. If he's getting open deep, that's more possessions. That's more points. And I think that that matters when we're talking about the over. So I think Ireek gets one or two this week and they go over 55 and a half.
0: Well, since uh, Caleb has opened up the picks for the over-under, I'm going to take my second pick as an over-under as well. I have the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns over 51 points. I think that either one of these teams could put up 51 points by themselves, not to mention combined together. Um, So I think that both teams are going to be – very scared of any kind of lead they may have. So, any fourteen point swing where you know the bank, the uh, Browns come out slow, the cards are going to put on them because they're worried about um, the way the Browns score. So, most of the time, you say a running team um, has Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're just going to grind it out, uh, long drives. Nope the the Browns can score from anywhere um, on the ground through the air um, maybe tunneling I haven't checked that as of yet but they uh, they do a really good job of scoring Uh, Baker Mayfield can put the ball in the air and so at any point in time these teams are just going to try to uh, run up and down the field as much as they can I think that 51 is quite low for both of these teams coming into the game. So I'm taking the over 51 points. So who do we have next? I have Sean, your uh, pick number five.
2: Yeah. So um, I I kind of tried to play it a little bit, uh, I guess, safer uh, this week. I ended up taking the Bills minus four and a half against the Titans. Uh, I mean, the Bills have been practically dismantling everyone. Uh, and have I think uh, right now like the most points scored fewest points a lot like it's something crazy right their points yeah, is something, of yeah it's something like absolutely nutty and you know this is a very average Tennessee defense uh, and a uh, Tennessee offense that really their star performers haven't really been performing all that great could we see a big Henry you know game sure sure we could see that but I'm going to lean more on the proven commodities. I think that we see, um, actually, I think we see big games out of some of their some of their skill pieces. Uh, I think this is, you know, probably going to be one of uh, Diggs' best games this season. He's been he's had a very quiet, uh, relatively quiet season. Um, I think that Zach Moss is going to be uh, a big threat, especially in the red zone. So I'm expecting 30 plus points scored by the Bills. And I don't really care what the Titans get. Um, I just think it's going to it's going to definitely be uh, you know five points uh, or more uh, of a differential. Great
0: insight, Sean. Caleb, bring us home on your last pick, the sixth of this Bonanza.
1: So, oh, I know that this is a big spread. So this is probably one that antagonizes Derek a little bit. Cause I know Derek doesn't like big spreads, uh, but you know what? I feel like this is a little call. it a, Maybe an early Thanksgiving for the Rams as they get to go take on the New York giants and they have a, a gigantic spread. You know, all of the, the, the Turkey and the fixins are all there as Matthew Stafford just has all of his options open. He's got Daryl Henderson shown Sony, Michelle, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. He's got everyone open. And who who I, might we see for the Giants? Mike Glennon and Devontae Booker. Woo, get excited for that backfield of the New York Giants. Uh, it is Rams, minus 10.5. Does it make me a little bit nervous? Yeah, I don't like big lines. But I also think the Giants... They did not look good against the Cowboys. Cowboys beat them by 24, I believe, if I'm remembering that final right. I only need the Rams to win by 11. And I think the Rams are a lot better than the New York Giants. When in doubt, pick against a team that you dislike or that you, not dislike, but that you dislike their performance. I took the Cowboys against the Giants last week. I'm taking the Rams against the Giants this week. It worked out. Let's see if it works out again.
0: So I put the over under awesome hosts in on this podcast at two and a half. So my picks are always going to be Caleb and Sean. But that being said, uh, make sure and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a five-star review if possible interact with the pod on our Twitter, at Brody Talk. You can find that link and all of our others, including some links to our awesome merch and our YouTube at our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash Brody Talk. So on behalf of Caleb and Sean and myself, do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. Bye.